Hey friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. I'm Ty Evans, and today i got a couple uh, special friends here with me. Um, we've got Christy Kovner and Christina Bailey. She wants to be Christy as well. Everywhere <laughs> else in the world, she's Christy, but in our little group, you're just Christina. <laughs> now, if you would have started, started at that very first clinic and just said, no, I'm Christy, but you let it slide. That's all right. So, well, because there were two of us there, so... That was yep. a way to distinguish between the two of us. You started one year before I did. Yeah, that's true. Seniority. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for doing this with me. Thank you. I appreciate for it, you us. guys. Uh, you guys are great friends. You guys have just been awesome to be with and hang out with, and all the clinics and memories and mules. Uh, <laughs> Christine's got you beat on the mule numbers. <laughs> Although you brought a few too. You, I have. You had various animals too i have i think we were we were neck and neck for a little while as far as like i would we ought we each brought a different one to each clinic we for did. a while there until i got charlie we, and really. until i got ellie yeah yep. yeah now you guys kind of we mellowed planed out. out yeah you kind of plateaued a little bit on yeah. the mules she's gonna start again with keeper <laughs> yes, right. yes yeah i guess you got another one <laughs> well uh let's just introduce um the two of you so We'll start with Christy Kovner because she came, she came first uh, to the clinic. So you came to Nat, uh, Fort Valley, yes, Virginia, and that's 2016. Yes, first year I come here. Yes. So you know what I've always wondered, and I've never asked this: Were you friends with all this, all these people like Jane and Connie and all of them? Were you friends with them, or did you just like how how did you know about the clinic then? Um, I was friends with Jane. Jane and I used to work together actually, um, for uh, an emergency animal hospital up in Winchester. Um, so, and so, sorry to interrupt, but all these yeah. people listening, Jane is the lady with the crazy donkey story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from the Leatherwood debrief yeah. of 2021, yes. I think. Yes. yes. <laughs> Everybody so, needs to go back and Go listen. back and listen yes. to the crazy donkey story, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> I almost had to put a rating on that. Yes. So, like, it was a, maybe for adults only, but. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, so you knew Jane. So, and, I knew Jane, and, um, and I had met Connie. They had a, um, they were both part of an organized trail ride group, mm -hmm. um, and I had, I don't think I had gotten Seth yet. Um, but anyway, Jane invited me on this, on this ride with the, with the trail ride group that they had been with and Jane couldn't go. So she said, just show up and the girl with the mule, she knows you're coming, go up and say hi. And so I did. And that was Connie. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so I rode with Connie that day and, and that's, that's how I met her. Cool. Yeah. I was wondering how you guys all played together before that first clinic. Right. Because it was pretty cool, that first clinic from there on out, and then the second one, which is when you came, mm -hmm. in Fort Valley, Virginia. Um, yeah, you guys are like a little little click, <laughs> you know, which makes it fun. I We was talking about this the other night, yeah. but I love when there is a, like a core group of people that work together. That's how my clinic started. Like that's, mm -hmm. that is the, the, the beginning of it for, for me was groups of friends saying, hey, come talk to our friends. Come teach our friends. And that's how it all started. So I love it when there's a group of you guys. It makes it fun, too. And you guys keep you know, keep coming back. It does. It, it's, yeah. it's way easier for me to walk in to the clinic there and get things going, like this past weekend in, in Natural Bridge, than when it's a whole bunch of strangers. 
Believe it or not, I still get nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there were a lot of people this past week that I didn't know, Mm -hmm. that I had never met before. People who came from, who had maybe been to a previous clinic um, or not. Mm -hmm. But as far as those of us who are kind of in our core group were there, but that wasn't the majority of the people that were Mm -hmm. there. That was five of us. Yeah, we're usually all of it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were a lot less of it this time. Yeah. yeah. So, so Christy, um, just for the audience here listening, like, uh, how long have you had, had mules? Was Seth your first mule? Sadie was my first mule. I didn't know Sadie. I've never, have I met her? Um, I think, no, I don't think you have. Um, she belongs to Laura Plumley now. Mm. Um, so Laura, uh, bought her from me. Um, but Seth was the first mule that, I mean, and I hadn't had Seth very long when I came to that first clinic. Okay. So how'd you get into mules? Horses? Or any, any of it? It's funny. Well, I started riding horses when I was, I think, 12 or 13, just summer camp mm-hmm. kind of situation. And, um, you know, just always wanted, always, I was the kid who was, you know, I lived in suburbia, Virginia Beach, and for Christmas, you know, we'd open the presents and I would always want to go outside to see if there was a pony tied to the bush, you know, outside. And my dad's like, no, yep. Santa doesn't go out there. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa puts everything inside. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Easter, birthday, I was, you know, wanted to see Where's something. Yeah. T- tied to the boxwood outside. <laughs> um, and so that never happened. And it wasn't, I didn't get my first horse until I was in college and had a job and could pay for the upkeep so my dad agreed to pay for half and um and then i paid for the other half and then worked for a veterinary hospital uh to pay for the upkeep nice so that's how i got you worked for it i did work for it yeah. had to wait for it wait for, for it, it. Work for it yep i taught um during the summers once i became i think i was 15 16 started teaching you know small kids at camp mm-hmm. to you know to ride and and so I, my first horse came from, from that camp that, um, that I bought and brought to college with me. Heck yeah. Yeah. It was great. Well, how about Christy from the North? Christina. <laughs> There's a new name for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the South Christy and the North Christy. Mm-hmm. By like three hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we give, uh, you know, I was teasing everybody yesterday in the clinic because you know, Christina's always coming south for all of you guys, it's but true. nobody goes north, nope. and we realize that, you know, it's still just a grudge from the Civil War. Like, it's not, <laughs> it hasn't gone away. Like, they, down here, they still have a problem, huh? Apparently. They don't <laughs> see, come up to see me. I'm from Utah. Utah was like Switzerland during the Civil War, like, just neutral back there. No, right. You know, so. Well, now her daughter lives at my place, so, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. so she well, has, a, lines. yeah, she has a, she, lines. she has a reason to, uh, come <laughs> south even more. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, tell, tell the audience about, uh, about kind of how you got into horses and mules and all that. What was that? What was the first meal you brought to me? Earl. Earl, that's right. Earl. <laughs> Earl. I like how you said it. You said it with such enthusiasm. Because it's, it's a good mule name. Earl. <laughs> that's that's, that's name. how we address him. Earl. <laughs> First of all, Christina has been my buddy the last uh, three weeks, going on four weeks now. Yeah. She's uh, she, she's got the record, I think, this year for the most clinics. I think you, I think you beat Lisa Taka out. Lisa Taka usually holds the record mm, out west. And that's a toughie. That's mm-hmm. a toughie to beat. Yeah, she goes to a lot of them. I worked hard. You did. You haven't worked hard. And it shows. Your mule okay. is doing awesome. Yes. Other than she's an escape artist. 
Yeah. So she has learned other things that were undesirable <laughs> in the last three weeks. I think she started in Ohio, pushing on the panels, uh-huh. and then we moved on to New York, mm-hmm. pushing on them furthermore, mm-hmm. or going possibly going under. <laughs> yeah, New York she didn't get out, but that's because she had you, double you... panels on every single side. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was yeah. completely boxed in 100%. And then Virginia, she lifted the gate off of the stall. Mm-hmm. And she learned that trick of putting her head through and just lifting up. So that's what she did here. She just lift, put her head through, lifted up, collapsed mm-hmm. all her panels, and off she went. Out to the grass yeah. she goes. She's happy. Yeah. Happy, happy girl. Off to the grazing, <laughs> the grazing land. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We got that's off track. Right. Tell, tell us about your, uh, yeah, how, yeah, how'd you get in mules and horses and all that? So how I got into horses was my daughter, Autumn. Oh. Um, she When she was two, that's all she wanted was a horse. She never touched a horse or seen a horse or had anything to do with a horse, but she saw pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she liked them. So she started saving, even at two, she started saving her money to buy a horse. And I uh, had an old friend that actually saved a horse for her. Wow. And she paid for the shipping of that horse back to Pennsylvania when she was five. Wow. Um, when she got to five and was able to do that, I thought she should probably touch a horse. Mm-hmm. So we went to day camp um, when she was four and she got to touch a horse and ride as a four-year-old rides and whatever and then when she got the horse at five I thought well I should probably touch a horse (laughs) (laughs) she's about to have one um so of course I helped her set up like you know we found a place that we could self-care board and she had to help she had to do the work with me um when we went over it was all self-care so it was a guy who worked in Washington during the week came home on the weekends so during the week we took care of the animals and on the weekend he took care of the animals when she was five and um and it just blossomed from there um but i never really rode until maybe six years ago really yeah wow see we didn't know this i didn't know that either see christina flies under the radar she's always (laughs) like she comes to these clinics and she's so laid back and she's like the quiet one the low drama one you've only had a little bit of drama at the clinics in, the in times Fort I Valley. try not to have drama yeah, just, is when just I slight, have drama. Slight drama. <laughs> but nothing major. So, yeah, how do we not know that? Yeah, no. yeah, I didn't realize and that either. We went to. I, we've always had horses, but I didn't ride. Mm-hmm. I didn't really ride. Um, so we went to Mexico and we went on a horse ride. But Autumn and I rode mules, and I was like, "Can we please get one of these?" <laughs> but she yeah. hates their braids. And she was like, yeah, we can have a mule. And so anyway, I convinced her. There you go. And then I bought Earl. Earl. Yeah, it was my first mule. And Earl made me mad. So then we bought Minnie Pearl. <laughs> Minnie Pearl. Uh... And Minnie Pearl is awesome, and she's doing awesome. And uh, she came to a clinic. But Did Earl make you sing that uh, Dixie Chick song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had Earl and Minnie Pearl there for a little while. So. <laughs> yeah, the Dixie Chick song. <laughs> so... Yeah, I I really love when Autumn comes. Yeah, she's, she'll be there next year. Next yeah, year. she's she's so great. She's yeah. just uh, she's got such a good mind on her, and you know, if she uh, if she wanted to pursue, you know, anything in the equine business, she'd be successful. Yeah, no doubt. Just because she's got a good mind, good way about her, um, she's not afraid to get in there and get something done, but she's not aggressive. She stays flat too. That's There's good. No emotion about it. It's just mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yep, I like it. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we like that. Swayze's motto. That's yeah. right. We just don't care. I care too much. <laughs> so how did you? Uh, well, you kind you kind of told me how the clinic 
deal coming about. How I got there. But remind me. I bought Earl and okay. from Laura Riggins, who was just at the last clinic. That's right. And um, I posted just on Facebook groups, whatever. I got my first mule, yay. And mm-hmm. um, somebody said, you ought to go to Ty Evans Clinic in... Um, or you ought to go to a Ty Evans clinic. So I didn't know who you were, and I looked you up. This was 2017. Mm-hmm. And you were coming in, like, two months to Virginia. And then Laura said, hey, my friend Connie runs that, and mm-hmm. you should talk to Connie. So I reached out to Connie. and It all goes back to Connie for both of us, yes. I guess. Yeah. Reached out to Connie and got a hold of her, and I was like, hey, I'm coming. And I didn't know anybody or anyone at the time and kind of mingled my way in to meet these guys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I would have Connie on. But she is too shy. Right. She's sitting right. out there. She's, she's probably sitting out there by herself. Right. Because she'd rather be by herself out there than in here talking. It's true. But, uh, Very true. Yeah, big thanks to Connie for yes. inviting me. Yeah, she says, you want to come to Virginia? I'm like, where's Virginia? I don't even know. I think how, it's back east somewhere. How far away is that? Yeah, it was far. Yeah. It was really far. Because the year we came to Virginia the first time, I think we had come from... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like Wisconsin or something. Like we had a major, like it was a big detour. It was not just a simple little, right. little thing. When you didn't and really do other East Coast things. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, Virginia yeah. was the very first East Coast deal yeah. ever. Well, that was my very first ever like go away with a. That was my first ever of travel. anything. Yeah, I didn't travel with my mules or horses or. Back in the good old tent days, your little trailer yeah. and your I tent. Had our little, I didn't have a tent. You didn't have a tent? No, I, I had you that a tent. homemade trailer thing that had my glamper maybe i thought it was a tent (laughs) (laughs) it leaked like a tent it leaked like a tent (laughs) yeah yeah i wasn't sure how much i was gonna actually do this so i bought something cheap that would work yeah i didn't have a payment on it and now i do it a lot so i have a payment on it (laughs) yeah well you know my favorite thing about both of you is how hard you work like i really appreciate that like you just work um and like christina you come into some of the last couple of clinics you have been like the example for people <laughs> I'm like i hope they're watching christina like hustle her butt because she's working for it i did my homework every day you, too. you did your homework too and double dipped and double dipped yeah so and usually i tell the double dippers i say you don't have you know that's your out you don't have no, to you do didn't say that until my third week of clinics <laughs> i will tell you <laughs> He, he held he held that in his pocket. Uh-huh. Ah, she she needs to work. Don't tell her. I need her to be the example, so therefore yeah. I will not no, tell her. I was not going to be the one that I didn't do my homework. Oh yeah. Even though it was a double difference. So well, there is a correlation. You guys, you, you two know me well by now, and I'm always keeping track of weird things, right? I'm always just keeping track of stuff, and I pay attention. The people that do their homework or don't. And when I ask how'd homework go, I look out there and I know exactly who did it and who didn't. <laughs> I don't even have to ask, really. I can see it by the the outcome, right. b- by the way they're mule handles. Mm-hmm. But for sure, the people that don't do their homework have the most problems every week. It's just it's just continuous. So if you're listening, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do your homework. Because I also, it drives me crazy. How I don't know why somebody would come pay the money and come take the time off work, mm-hmm. get somebody to watch their dog and their farm and their husband and everything else, their <laughs> wife, whatever they got going. They leave all that behind, and they come, and they don't want to like put effort into it. I just don't get it. Yeah, and gosh, the first year that you came to Fort Valley, mm. we that was like a six-hour day for us because it was just one. Oh yeah, it, we didn't do two classes mm-mm. there. It was just oh, wow. a re, it was just a general mealmanship. Like, yep. 
you know, because we didn't have the numbers to even do two classes. You right. know, it wasn't even, you know, wasn't even a thought. Right. So we did one all, did all the way through. Yes. And sometimes it was six, sometimes it was more, sometimes, you know, whatever. And, yeah. And, and I, I mean, we still came out at night and to mm -hmm. work on the things that we needed to work on so that we didn't make the same mistakes the That's next right. day. <laughs> I think the way I used to do that was I would start everybody from the beginning. Like mm -hmm. all of us, we did the groundwork day one yes. primarily yep. and day two we'd get to riding day three it'd be riding you know yes. it wasn't uh you know organized like it is now near as much even yeah. the next year it was different than it is now yeah and 17 I, when i was there was the first year you were there was that the four day where we did the last day on the trail was no, that no that was so that was year. that was 18. 18. yeah and that was a regret. Yeah. That didn't, <laughs> that didn't work out well for you. I decided, like, okay, we're not going out on the trail on any of these clinics anymore. Because, you know, like, half the class was fine. The other half of the class was, like, praying before they go because this is not going to go good for them. Yes. You know, so it's like, okay, we're, we're going to stop that. There's a, There's been lots of experiments. I'm not afraid to try new stuff. Sure. And I'm not afraid to change. Because how else do you find something wonderful? Yeah. And then sometimes you have to, Fix. you know, weed out the things that you never, ever want to do again. Mm -hmm. And, okay, well, that didn't go well, either from a safety standpoint or yeah. from, you know, people just didn't like it. Yep. It just, people didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I think on the homework piece that people don't realize is that when you walk out of class, like, they don't want to do the homework because they think, oh, I just did this all day, mm -hmm. and I, I don't have time, and I have to cook, and I have to do this, and whatever. But even if you just do it in the morning, it's your own soak time. Like, it's your own time so that you walk away and let your mind reset and get out, yeah. of, get out of your frustrations because half the people are frustrated from what they weren't yes. doing right in class or mm -hmm. whatever, and let your meal soak, let yourself soak, and then start fresh. And yeah. I usually did my homework in the morning before anybody got out there. Yeah. Um, well, actually, every day I did. Yeah, it you're early morning. bird. You like to get out there early. And... Yeah, and it was just your reset. You're, you're, fre you're fresh and ready to go, and it does help kind of, oh, yeah, that's what we did, and it just went way better. The best thing about the homework is it, it makes you think on your own without being told what to do. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, like in class, they wait for instruction, which is fine. That's why we're in class. Right. They need the instruction, but they wait for it, and then, but doing the homework makes you recall it. You do it, you're on your own. Mm -hmm. Nobody out there telling you what to do. Nobody telling you the order. Nobody telling you anything. So I think you're right. It mm -hmm. makes you. Do you have a comment? I don't remember what it was. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> so, um, do you guys have uh, any like past clinic highlights? Because you guys have been coming for, for quite a while now. Um, lots of clinics. Mm -hmm. um, is there like a, a uh, any light bulb moment? I didn't ask any. I didn't tell tell these ladies any questions. No. I said, I said, come over here. Let's go uh, record a podcast. And that's about as far as we prepared. So there has been a a light bulb moment at every single clinic at every single class, but I could not tell you what each one of them are. Yeah, it's a small little. <laughs> but tidbits. yeah, they're just small mm -hmm. little pieces where oh, I finally figured out that angle that you've been trying to tell me for the last six years. <laughs> Got it. Yep. <laughs> and um. Or just the smallest little things. Like, well, I know one of them um, just recently in one of the classes was on a smaller meal, the weight distribution of your seat. It matters so much more because oh, yeah. she's tiny or my mule's tiny. So it makes a difference of your sheet, seat shifting and mm -hmm. that I wasn't focusing on that as much as I needed to. And all of a sudden, oh, 
clear. Look at that foot. <laughs> oh yeah. But then it's then it's muscle memory after that. Okay, now I know, but my body's still not always doing it. Mm. So I just have to keep practicing to get to that muscle memory point. Yeah, you gotta do it over and over again mm -hmm. until it becomes just just automatic. Or look where you're going. Oh, I thought I was Ty. <laughs> Guess I wasn't. <laughs> Try again. What a chance. Yeah, what a thing, huh? <laughs> You're looking at your horse's neck and your mule's neck? <laughs> yes, yes, sir, mm -hmm. I am. <laughs> well, it's Whoops. tough, too, because we, you know, it's just, that's what's right in front of us, that mm -hmm. neck and that head. That's mm -hmm. what we're like, we don't, that's why I try to get people thinking on the feet. If you think about the feet, it changes your, your, like, communication direction. Like, but a lot of people just talk to that head and that neck, you know, and, that, and they get so handsy when they do that. They just, with the rain so bad. If you think about those feet, it changes the whole game. So you hear me drill that into people. You've heard me say that for a long time. Think about the feet. But it's hard to actually do it. Yeah, and there's, well, and it is interesting just when you were saying, you know, where you're looking. When we were at Leatherwood a couple years ago and Charlie was kind of a speed demon, one of the things you said to me that was that I was looking too far out. And so he was he was going to that distance because that's where I was looking. I was looking at the end of the arena and, and you told me to look closer, you know, to where he was stepping instead of like way further down mm. the line to slow him down. Um, and I'd never heard that before. And that was a really interesting piece for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've just deal. I so, you know, I do try to, you know, to look up, look where mm -hmm. I'm going, look around the corner, you know, where I'm going to go. But because he was you know, kind of on fire, um, you're like, okay, be a little bit more short, short sighted. And that will, that will slow him down. Yeah. And that was really interesting. Yeah. There's all kind of little, little, little things like that. If you just make those adjustments, mm -hmm. it made it's just knowing, difference. it's just knowing how to make the adjustments. That's the hard part. And, uh, one of my favorite things in my career, you know, this has been over 10 years doing clinics now is learning what I do because I go back to my first clinic. I'm like, Oh man, if I could just have a redo, no, <laughs> no, those people still come, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I'm like, what was I even teaching back then? You know, what was I even telling them? Because it's been a discovery for me. Like, cause I can, I can do stuff and you guys have seen me do lots of things with an animal. How do, how do I do that? Right. What, what did I do? You know, what, what you know, there's so many little things like For that. For you, it's looking, a feel. Yeah. Because it is second nature yeah. to you. Mm -hmm. And having knowing something that is second, that's what makes you such a great teacher is because you take, you take the time, think about what you're doing, how the animal is reacting, put it into words and into a process so that someone else can repeat it. So that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you nice. know, so you, so you, you put it into, you know, what is methodical in your yeah. own mind is not necessarily or, or methodical to, mm -hmm. you know, someone else. And because you are so observant and you, you pay so much attention to all the tiny little details that other people miss that's that's what you put into words and and share with the rest of us so that so that we can be looking for those things too and those those small things those small details are what make such a big difference in your horsemanship and your your mulemanship oh for sure for sure sometimes it is haunting hmm. 
because um, well this is something I've had to do uh, on just regular rides with just just you know with Sky's family or my family or friends just outside of the clinic setting is because uh, I caught myself for a couple years being extremely judgmental not outwardly like I don't ever say anything but I just see it and I'm just like I pick everything apart mm -hmm. <laughs> and I realized I got into a little slump there a couple years ago where I was if you come to a clinic I would tell you all the things you weren't doing and I didn't give a lot of praise like mm -hmm. I just and that's how I that's kind of how I grew up right and that's also like the culture I've been around from my own learning my coach was very just to the point you know no extra no extra praise unless you really deserved it right you know and that's just kind of how i always was but i got into a slump where everything was just critical <laughs> oh my god they, you know i'm saying my mind i didn't say it out loud to him because i have a rule an unwritten unwritten rule for my own self and my family that unless it's a clinic i don't tell anybody anything how to do nothing unless they ask me like if you know outside of the clinic they come and ask me hey what do you think of this i'll tell them but i'm not gonna tell anybody anything just because I don't be annoying. Right. But in my head, I was. Right. <laughs> so it was annoying me, you know? And so I said, okay, you have to say, you have to say two to one, two positives to one negative. Hmm. And that has actually helped me a ton, not only with people, but with mules. Right. Two to one. Hmm. If you're going to pick on that thing, show me two things that you like. Two to one. It's kind of like sandwich leadership where you start with, if you're, if you're, you know, talking to some, talking to someone about something significant, you start with a positive, mm -hmm. then you get to the criticism, and then you always end in a positive. Mm -hmm. So, and and it's a good rule of thumb for yeah, for good. any kind of conversation that you have with your family, with your, you know, with your your partner, your child, mm -hmm. your coworker, you know, anyone, because that way you end on something that that. You didn't just beat them up right. the whole time. Right. <laughs> Even if they need beating. Yes. <laughs> yes. We all need beating every yes. now and again for, for things that, stupid things that we do. Uh -huh. Yeah, so two to one, and that's, help, that's helped me with just, just my mule and chip too. Mm -hmm. Just my own, even my own animals, just, okay, all right, you're going to pick on this thing? How about you just, just take notice of two positive things? So that's been helpful too. But, um... So, what about you? Do you have like um, a moment that you sticks out in your memory of like you'll never forget that moment in the clinic? Something embarrassing, something fun, <laughs> something funny, something sad. Some any any like thing that's just like a a huge memory that you're never gonna forget. Yeah, but they're not all good things. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, so two to, to one, things, right? Two, two, two to one, that's the rule. <laughs> you just heard it. It's supposed to be really good things, right? Start with the positives. Hey, there's a lesson in everything. So I would say the very first clinic I went to definitely stands out because I took I took a critter that I've never worked with, basically. Mm -hmm. I just had, I just got him. I've never worked with a mule. He was my first mule. I've never met you, and I've never been to a clinic, and I've never traveled with my mule. Wow. So it was a lot of firsts for me, and I was by myself. I came by myself. Yep. <laughs> I remember it was so deep in mud because it had rained, and I was scared to death to back my trailer in. I made Bill back my trailer in for oh, me. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> during the actual clinic, like, 
if if there's people who are apprehensive of coming for the first time, um, I've been to other clinics since then, and you do the the best job that I know of of making everybody feel welcomed and a person there and um, wanting you know wanted to be there, mm. and uh, so all those fears like went away really fast, and. Um, but, but then Earl bolted away back to camp and all that. You know, there were races, all that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff did that, too. Yeah. And for his first first Fort Valley's you know, Fort, not a good Fort place Fort Valley was, oh, was the worst for that, you know, yeah. because we had the arena far from camp. Yeah. And it was and uphill, hill. uphill from camp. So after we're done with the, the clinic, they just we open the, the gate, the bottom. release yeah. <laughs> you know, release them all. And it's just like a... It was just like a race, and there there was wrecks. You know, oh, we've had yeah. multiple wrecks yes. on that hill. Yes, um, in those years there. Yes, you were one yeah. of those. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't cause it, but I was a result. Of, you were a oh, domino right. effect. I was a domino effect. Yeah. yeah. Did you break your rib? I broke three ribs, and but I finished out, and I was a double you, dipper. You did. You and I finished. I don't know how you clinic. did that clinic. <laughs> I really oh, yeah. don't. I did, and I packed up and went home and went to the hospital. Yeah, that that was a bad deal, and. You guys have both heard me say it, you know, often in clinics that, okay, now just because the class is over doesn't mean your mealmanship is over because so many times everything that I teach them in the arena is like gone when they open the gate, mm-hmm. especially, especially the foundation class continually in a, you know, and, um, I watch them leave, you know, I watch people leave and I'm like, okay, I just, I just showed you how to fix that up, you know, but a lot of people have a hard time. Uh, taking it from the arena into real life, like putting it into real life. And that's where the last couple of years I've always started off with, or, you know, usually I start off with a leading exercise, right? Yes. The first day I just let people lead them how they lead them, you know. I try to hold my tongue until, <laughs> until you know, let them get a few rounds so they feel, I want the people to lead them long enough to feel what is going on. Hmm. Sounds maybe rude. I want them to get a little irritated. Like how their mule leads. Like I'm waiting. I'm like I'm seeing somebody. I'm like, go ahead. You can get a little irritated. Like because that mule, you're not leading with quality at all. You can go ahead and get irritated because we're gonna fix that. When everybody's probably trying to show you how well they lead, how, yeah. how good they're doing, yep. and when they're not doing good, that's yeah, when they're, they're like, getting irritated. Uh, you know, don't they, do this you now. Get embarrassed, you know, <laughs> like go ahead, and get irritated, get embarrassed because for I, making me look good. Yep, <laughs> I need you to remember this because we're gonna fix it. Yeah, you know, and then. Uh, so that I started doing that leading exercise in the foundation class, and that's helped a bunch because now people, you know, they know what to do. They yeah. know how to lead. I would say one of my biggest highlights is, is not necessarily about me, but taking my daughter mm-hmm. uh, along. And uh, both, she had two different horses two different times, and both times it was the first time that she cantered at Leatherwood, both of them. Um, so she had just gotten that mare, and she had just gotten uh, the standard bread the one time, and he had never cantered at all. So she was just so excited to get that going. Yep. And so to sit back as mom and watch her yeah. take off like that it was awesome. Yeah, that's great. That is that is fun watching your kids, mm-hmm. no matter what age, watching them yep. just have success. Yep. It's pretty rewarding. What about you, Christy? You got a highlight that is just like memorable it can be positive it can be negative it can be anything in between funny no two positive one (laughs) (laughs) yeah two to one any any just i know i'm springing these questions on you guys there's no prep for you to think about these things beforehand Mm so i think the second mule that i came with was a huge challenge to uh fort valley and that was that was jeb 
and he wanted that gate. He 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 really wanted that gate, and he was going to yeah. go through anyone, any spectator, anybody to get to mm-hmm. that gate. And I was so frustrated um, just because I couldn't keep him away from it. And all the spectators are like, well, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just it, it, the difference between that first day where I was having so much trouble keeping him from it um, and then coming back that night, doing my homework, I actually loped him for the first time that night and came back the next day and we did not have any problems with the gate. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, that gate was a huge draw again, because it went straight to camp down the hill. Um, and that to me, that was just indicative of how far you can get in such a short period of time. If you are persistent. Heck yeah. And I remember, uh, well, this goes along with this. You and I in Leatherwood. Yes. Coming down the mountain. You want to tell about that? Yes. <laughs> that was intense. Yeah, that was the day. That was the day after the. Was that after the day after the clinic or the day before the clinic? It was. It was after. It, no, was, it was after. That, it was that trail ride day. I was in front of you with Minnie Pearl. Right. Because I was scared about you. But, but <laughs> I don't think it no. was a class. No, it, it was. Was it wasn't class time. We were just no. riding. It was either before it or was after. The, I class. think it, yeah, it was the. I think it was the day after. Mm-hmm. And I had talked to you about him because he had. Um, I was having some problems with him going downhill. Um, him, you know, speeding up and wanting to kind of take take the bit and run. Um, and it, you know, in class, you don't really get to see that. You don't really have an opportunity to see that because you're in an arena setting. Yep. And we had. We were heading back, and he got uncomfortable, and he just decided to go four-wheeling straight down the hill. I mean, straight down the side of the mountain, through the trees, like uh, through the leaves, through everything, and it was really, really scary. And so everyone else was back at the top, and I think you followed me down. (laughs) No, we worked together. Rolling the hinds and roll the front. Yeah, when we got little movements. Yeah, when we when we got to the bottom, I was kind of a mess. I I was I was scared. I was. You asked me if I was hurt, and I said no. I was okay. I banged up my knee on a tree, but I wasn't hurt. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, just take a couple deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're like, are you okay? And I said, I'm okay. And you said, let's get to work. Mm -hmm. And I was so grateful that one, you saw what I was going through, and two. You, you gave me practical how to handle it. Um, and we did. I don't know how many. I mean, we did hundreds of rolling times, mm-hmm. rolling the fronts. And I think you were, I think you were on Riata. Yeah. Um, and she was having some, some buddy issues. Oh, yeah, because you and I ended up way yes. stretched out in the back, which is not, never good when you're dealing with right. those, <laughs> those issues. That's, right. You know, the farther back you get, you're just intensifying it, but. Right. We worked through it, you know. Yes. But it, it just, it gave me something to do. So it, it took me out of my, um, it, it took me out of that kind of, that fearful place and gave me a practical way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that if I got in that place, I knew how to handle it a second time. And it did happen again. Um, and I was able to handle it. Um, but that was incredibly valuable to me mm-hmm. to be able to 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 know what to do um and I, i'm always better and i think most people are better if you get into that heightened emotion having 
something physical to do as well so that you are concentrating on that and not what's going on in your head makes a huge difference. Oh yeah. And that and that's what you give us in these clinics. I mean that that's that's what you you know, you call them tools and put them in, you know, your tools in your toolbox, but you give us practical solutions and and the way out of your fear is to do the work. And so that you're not in your head, you have something practical to do in front of you that's going to smooth all of that out and, and put you in a better place mentally in the long run. If you listen to enough podcasts and enough videos and come to enough clinics, when you're trail riding, you can't be in your own head because Ty's in your head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I've told him this so many times. Yes. I'm like going along and Ty would say. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I don't always listen and then I would get in trouble or whatever. But when I listen, it goes pretty good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are saying all the right things. <laughs> I'm going to pay you well at the end. Don't Perfect. Worry, you know. Perfect. But it's true. Yeah, so true. it is true. <laughs> because you, you need to have, you know, it, it when you've got a problem that you think is, you know, super, super high. Um, you can keep talking. Okay. I'll, I'll get this real quick. Okay. Too. So if you, if you have a problem that you think is just monumental and overwhelming until you've got small little bite-sized pieces of how to handle it then you don't know what you just don't know what to do it's just it's very scary it's overwhelming and unless you have something that you can physically do to get to a better place you just don't it's it's difficult and scary yeah it was just recently that i was riding and Ellie was worried about, I told you this story, Ellie was worried about all these little sticks Which that I mule. was... Oh, yeah, not Ellie, my mule, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah not Ty's daughter, my mule, Full Ellie. Full Eleanor. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, she was worried about sticks that I was popping off branches as I was going down the trail. And I was thinking Ty would say, you need to fix that up because the little spooks will end up into a big spook. It's not really anything bad right now, but eventually it will be, and... I remember you saying a million times, you go by each rock and they just kind of glance at it and glance at it six times. And on the seventh one, they blow up and you wonder why. Well, mm -hmm. you didn't fix it up on the first six. So as I'm flipping off these little branches, I'm thinking, I didn't fix it up. I didn't fix it up. I didn't fix it up. <laughs> <laughs> just to test this thing out. Right. <laughs> I dropped my cell phone then by accident and she lit up on me um, because it was a bigger yeah. quote unquote branch that fell. And yep, I didn't fix it up. Listen to Ty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I really enjoy hanging out with you two because, and, and the rest of our friends here, you know, this little group, because you guys have seen me at highs and lows in clinics. Mm -hmm. Like, Christina, you've seen me get drugged the last drugged. three weeks. Yes. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. At every clinic. You see why I <laughs> exercise and work on my shoulders so much. Right. Yeah. Yesterday like, was a good one. Yeah. Yesterday was probably the, the longest I've actually, like, skied. Yes. Like, that was a long, was a long ski, ski trip there. It was. It was almost was half like, the arena. I was like, well, we're going. Yeah. Right. It was a good you third of the arena. Keep, keep your knees bent. Squat down. Because if you don't, you're toast. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, a, well, it was Ohio or New York. You were on your butt in one of them. Yeah. yeah I well, I came down yesterday. I mean, you got up. <laughs> I came down yesterday for yep. a second. Yep. Same second. Yeah. I don't sit up so much. This, this, this. I took a bad roll in July. Right. That mule was, that mule was big old draft mule. <laughs> it spooked. It was serious. Uh, took off, bolted, you know, and I was like a little leaf on the end of a 
kite, you know, like just just flying in the air. Yes. And uh, anyways, I couldn't stay with it and let go and roll. So, yeah, it's getting tough. <laughs> it's getting tough. I, I told you guys yesterday uh, that I, well, the last podcast, I was joking that I slipped a little bit, but like, I'm tired of talking about bolters, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, you guys have seen me get drug around and then you've seen good things happen. Any, um, what's, what has, what has been your all time favorite clinic? Do you have a favorite clinic that you're like, that was a game changer. I just love that one. I don't want to tell them because then everybody's going to sign up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Limited spots. Right. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Next know, question, please. I don't even know yes. how to, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. even know how to like, beep it out so I can yes. say it. Like, um, can you tell your editor? We'll, we'll talk about this in private. Yeah. Except, for, except for I'm the editor. I know. <laughs> so my ultimate favorite was a couple years, or I guess two years ago, three years, whatever it was, that we went to Natural Bridge of Virginia first and did Foundation and, and Mealmanship 1 and then immediately came to Kirk. Cripple Creek, um, the trail clinic, and put everything that we just did into practice. And having just those couple days of soak time for both of us in between the two clinics mm-hmm. was outstanding. And then we've continued to repeat that each year. And um, which also then, the one year I had um, my mule at Ford City, Pennsylvania clinic, and then I immediately went to Natural Bridge, Virginia clinic right after that, and then to Cripple Creek. So then I realized having the double back to back clinics of the groundwork and riding was even that much more you get something out of each one and it's kind of like the first one is like your your test on how much you remembered from the last time six months or a year ago that you were here like you said you only see people three days a, yeah. a year so having the two back to back is like oh yeah I remember all this stuff and then you start to get your muscle memory back and you're like okay now on the next week oh I'm doing a little bit better this week mm-hmm. and you learn different things and then to come to Cripple Creek and put it out onto the trails is is just phenomenal to put it all back to back um, and then doing that each year over and over and over someday I'll learn something <laughs> <laughs> I mean I've learned a You're lot learning. I've learned a lot but it gets better every year uh, one thing that's been fun for me Christina you know this is this this week here in Cripple Creek will be your fourth week mm-hmm. in a row with me mm-hmm. it's been really fun for me because I get to move you along further every week. It's like, it's like I'm doing the clinic with everybody else, but then I got Christina over there. <laughs> that I'm like, okay, yes. well for you, this is what I want you to do. Right. And and it's it's been so fun because I don't get to do that all the time. Right. Like, like usually I give you a few little sets of skills, and then okay, well you're on your own, and I'll see you next year. And then I come back, and it's just you know whatever you did. Yeah. Um, but this has been fun to say, okay, oh look, this year, I mean this week, I need you to do this a little bit more. And I don't, I don't think people in general realize how valuable it is if you can afford to go to multiple mm-hmm. clinics in a row like that. Because um, you think, ah, I was just there. Like you kind of talked about somebody one time did mulemanship one and thought, oh, I'm done with that. Now go to mulemanship two. Yeah, you graduated. Now, from... I have done foundation three weeks in a row now um, with a mule that's really good at it. She's really <laughs> and, good at it. And, she's and... my demo mule. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but she's always learning something different. And actually, it was this clinic that I just realized that, oh, roll the hinds, roll the fronts on the ground. I'm at the total wrong angle when I'm rolling the fronts. And then I finally did a better angle. I'm like, oh, wow, that looked really nice. She's on her haunches like she's supposed to be. She yeah. was baby-stepping her way through, and she's doing it fine. And compared to most people in the class, she's looking great. 
but she wasn't doing it as good as she could have been because of my own angles and she got over on those hawks so nice yesterday mm -hmm. oh yeah. that was cool I was, yep. I was probably more, I don't know if I was more excited than you, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's how we exciting. do it. That's how we do it. I couldn't lose focus on what I was doing either. And I did right at the end because I was excited too. And I was like, ah, like, well, that's the last... what it's supposed to look like everybody. Just everybody take a quick look. That's how it's supposed to go. Right. Yeah. She did awesome. Yeah. Well, it's been nice having Ellie, uh, uh, with us the last couple of weeks because I've flown in everywhere. Right. And so when I've given up on my demo meal, I'm like, Christina, <laughs> <laughs> Bring me Ellie or Christina Show out done. It's been really nice. How about you, Christy? Do you have a favorite all time favorite clinic you've ever been to? Has I, to be mine. I have, I she have... wants to go silent as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I have to say the same thing. Being able to do back to back clinics so that you can mm -hmm. it's just you make so much progress in such a I mean, when you think about it, it you know, it's in a 10 day period of time. Um, and how much, I mean, you know, three days here, you've got a couple of days off, you know, another three days, it makes such a huge difference mm -hmm. because yeah. And I've never thought of it. I've never thought about it as soak time for the person mm -hmm. as well. Um, but that's, that's so observant because it, it really does be able, you, you are able to kind of put things into effect and then you are there for that second clinic to say, okay, well, this is what I saw you doing the first time. Okay, we need to make this adjustment now because either you're doing it better, your mule is doing it better, so let's let's tweak it a little bit more to step it up a notch. And so, because sometimes I think you, if it's the first clinic you've ever been to or even the second clinic you've ever been to, sometimes you're like, okay, well, now I've completed this. I don't know how to up my game. Mm -hmm. And being able to have, when you have back-to-back -back clinics, you can you can give us the suggestions to up your game immediately and so that gives you an idea of how when you get home how to up your game even more just by tweaking something little and yeah. that's i think that's really valuable oh yeah yeah it's good well it's, it's like i was telling christina it's fun for me to to see you continue on and to push you the next little step mm -hmm. so um well i want to kind of uh, talk about the clinic this week in Natural Bridge, and you guys can be part of my debrief. <laughs> so, do we need lights? Yeah, it's getting dark. I'll just turn this one on here. Does it work? No. Maybe not. Oh, there it oh, is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good enough. We're just hanging out in the yeah. trailer. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not in the Freightliner studio. No, no, we're not coming to you from the Freightliner studio. And if you hear any banging, that's Christy talking with her hands on the table. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing that. It's all right. All my listeners, you guys, it's just they just know it's just whatever. Right. It's, just, it's just real. Right. Christy Kovner, for the record. Yeah. Yep. Not Christy Bailey. <laughs> so, one of my one of my favorite things about the clinic this week in Natural Bridge was how far we got membership one. Yeah. Yes. That was so fun for me. Um, you guys can imagine, I don't get burnt out of my, uh, you know, what I'm teaching, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I basically got to teach the same curriculum at each deal and it is what it is. Um, but I get really excited when we can move along mm -hmm. and we, we like punched through meal ship one by day two mm -hmm. and day three we reviewed and then I got to get a little bit in there. So right. what'd you guys think of this meal ship one class? It was like 
Millership 1.5, really. Yeah. It was the best one. It was the best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Especially just coming back, just having been in Ohio and New York and then mm -hmm. Natural Bridge, like it was absolutely the best one ever. And part of that was just a good bunch of people with a good work ethic. Part of it was a bunch of people that have been with you for a while and a good core group of people, but not some people were brand new and they were able to stay with us and and focus right along because they were working hard. Everybody was doing a good job. Yeah, that mealmanship one class was like, it was just great because yeah. like you said, most, all all but three, all but three had ridden with us before. Mm -hmm. Right. There were three new ones. However, all three of those were they very worked. prepared. Um, that Tina, mm -hmm. she she <laughs> listens to podcasts, mm -hmm. watches the videos. I mean, you saw her, she showed up, like she even had our, hal our halters. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. I don't even know you, you have a halter. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, you know. Like yeah, they she were was, prepared. They she were, and yeah. her mom. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then Bob, Alicia's husband. Yes. Alicia has been to a couple of clinics out in California with me. Um, Bob's never been. And uh, so Bob was probably the most unfamiliar with everything. But, but he, he was willing. He was he, game. He, he, was, was, he did a great job. He's pretty yep. keen, you know. Yes. He's successful in his career in the Air Force. And he's just keen. Like, he, he knows. Yeah, he's a smart he was, guy. He was very... Um, he was very self-aware mm -hmm. of, of, of what he was doing. Yes. Yeah. Of his, of his mule and of, you know, asking questions of how he could, you know, better himself so that he could get a better response from his mule. And, and that's not something you find very often for a f first time or taking a clinic. Yeah. Does he listen to the podcast? I don't know. So I didn't ask him we about could also like add in there that we found out he's a liar because it's actually him who starts the whole mule problem. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not Alicia. Yeah, I love how he was telling us, "Oh yeah, she has so many mules and all this," and then she comes like, "What? You you don't buy the mules?" <laughs> that was great. That was great. He was a, he was a character, wasn't he? Yes, he was, yes. Good, he was a good time. But yeah, I I loved how far we got. Like it just is fun for me to for sure. like. All right, we get some new stuff and. Mm -hmm. Because then, it, uh, you know, you guys have been, and you kind of know what's coming up. Although I do, I always have other things yeah, that you we do. do. But you kind of know what's coming up a little bit. But then I throw something something new, and you're like, oh, ooh, new challenge here. Let's let's work at this. It was pretty cool. And for me, actually, it was different because I was riding a different mule, a mule that I just got in the spring. We hit our wall pretty early actually on yeah. that on that last day we we hit our wall with roll the hinds roll the fronts um and the soft feel so even though i could hear everything that was going on you know as far as how you guys were stepping it up it was actually really good for me to say okay it, it was good for me to say okay th this is our wall and i know we can't go past our wall mm -hmm. and so we continued to work on those things uh, while you guys were doing other things, it, it still was great to have the practice time and having, even though you were kind of moving on, I could still ask you questions of like, okay, I've, I've hit this, I've hit a glitch. How, mm -hmm. how can I help? How can I fix this glitch? Um, and just continue to work with what I knew we needed to work on. And, and that was awareness in and of itself for me saying, okay, well, we, we can't skip this. We, we have to. We have to stop here and focus on this and this only. That's important. Well, that's the whole point of teaching this checklist. I had somebody write in um, a couple weeks ago, email about a clinic, and they were actually they were upset that there are so many pe different people doing different things. How come all your people weren't doing the same thing at once? 
and and I and I kind of had to explain the checklist. It was just a misunderstanding of how we work through things. Mm -hmm. I said, well, we we work from the easiest to the hardest every day, and every person will hit the wall at a different time. Every person will hit the success at a different time. So, you know, somebody that's been riding the mule for years, they're going to check, check, check right off. It's going to be quick. They're going to climb that list. They're going to get to higher things. Um, then you're going to have somebody else that's brand new riding a colt, and they're just trying to get that thing to bend without moving, you know? And so there's going to be all different, yeah. <laughs> that that was me. <laughs> yeah. There's all different levels. And I said, that's why you saw, um, you know, 10 or 15 people out there basically doing the different things. However, they were all doing one thing, and that's the checklist. That's, right. And so that's one thing I try to promote in the clinic is, hey, we're, we are going to go up the list, but you all, you're all going to work where where you're at from where you're at that's where it's gonna go so she didn't email me back but hopefully <laughs> hopefully she understands right that, you know that that's that's the point you know we don't have to all you know I'm not gonna, okay everybody we're moving on to this everybody do this exactly you know right and your your wall is different day to day I mean oh, yeah. you're I mean it doesn't mean just because you can get to a leg yield on one day doesn't mean that you the next day you may have to stop and roll the hinds, roll the fronts mm -hmm. because that may be your wall the next day. And, and it certainly has been today. My wall with Charlie was just getting him to do a centered circle because he wanted to drop his shoulder. And so we, we did a lot of transitions, a lot of, you know, trying to get that bend, shutting them down, backing them up, start, you know, start with a soft feel, start again. And that was his wall today. And he's very capable of doing a whole lot more than that. Oh, yeah. But that, you know, that was his wall today. And so yep. that's, but that's a really good thing to learn mm -hmm. that you, you just because you know how to do it and just because you know your animal knows how to do it doesn't mean that you um, don't get stuck at one of the, you know, first, second, third, mm -hmm four things on the checklist, even though you've maybe accomplished yep. up to 21. I think there's a level of you teach us patients, if that's even yes, possible, but sure. patients with our mules, maybe not in regular life, but patients <laughs> with our mules on stopping when, you know, you work where you're at and, yeah. and figure that out. Yeah. I like how you said not regular life. Because yeah. Because <laughs> you, you both know me outside of clinics too. And I'm not a patient person. I'm really not, you no, know, I'm not with, either. The, with no. the mules, I am very patient and I've told people, the reason I'm so patient is because I want to get there faster. Because I know if I'm not patient with the mules, mm -hmm. it's going to take me longer. Therefore, I'm impatient, which makes me patient with the mules so that I don't take so long. Well, and you get so much more frustrated. <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're if you moving up too fast or moving beyond, you're like, okay, well, he's not getting at this. Let's just go to the next thing. You're not getting the next thing either. Mm -hmm. So if you don't stop and, and work on that one thing, you, you can't move on to the next thing because you are going to get more frustrated and more frustrated if you, if you don't fix, you know, fix the problem right where it is. Yeah, for sure. Well, you got to be willing to start over you know, every day, every moment of the day with them. And that's a hard thing to really actually practice. It but is. You got to do it. So, um, I want to bring up, uh, just observation and Christina, you already mentioned this a little bit about your positioning, your angles on your groundwork, mm -hmm. because it seemed to like, Oh, there's a whole bunch of people in similar situations at various different groundwork moves. That as soon as they adjusted their positioning, Absolutely. they got it. Um, Angie, and uh, what was her mule's name? It was a John mule. Um, the... I wrote John because her husband called it 
to John. Right. Know, but I don't remember her male's name. I don't. I can't remember her male's name. Anyway, sorry, Angie, if you're listening. Sorry. Um, I know <laughs> But anyways, so she was having all kinds of little trouble doing the groundwork. Constant trouble, constant trouble. And as fi- finally, as soon as she dialed herself in, that meal just clicked. Mm. And she's like, oh, he, he's got it. I'm like, no, you got it. Right. This is all you. He, you know, it, it's so important. And uh, another person that I really enjoyed this week was Shannon. Yes. Yeah, very you know, much so. She was just great. I loved how happy she was. And my favorite thing, she just kept saying it over and over, it works. Yes. Like, <laughs> and, like her high vo- her yes. high pitch voice, it yes. works. Yes, she just like, has this little, this cute, cute little voice. And, and, and she a cute, just, cute little mule. Yep. Yeah. And, uh-huh. oh my, Hazel. Uh-huh. Yep, Hazel. Yep. Yes, and she was super cute, and it just... Yeah, she just, just smile she, on she would time. just get excited because it's so hard for people to walk forward, and well, you was, know you've all yeah. been there. Uh-huh. Yes, we, we've all yes. been there, and um, and to really realize, hey, no, you walk forward and drive like that's so critical. And as soon as people finally like get control of their feet and go forward, right. it comes together. So Sometimes there's a bunch it, of people. It takes that first clinic just to just to get co- some coordination. Yeah, or or first two clinics, or I even, was going to say, but <laughs> but I mean, you may learn it the first. Like, right, you, you can see it the first clinic. You have to go home. You have to practice it. But even I mean, I think like I was having problems. <laughs> I was having problems of like yes, putting the flag in the flag, flag in the flag. <laughs> I, for some reason, until this clinic, yeah, I was holding my flag underneath, mm-hmm. and so. Trying to hold it on top. Well, probably I, because the first time I taught you, I taught you to tie it underneath. I know. So I was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Like I could not get like so I would be fumbling with a flag. My feet are going a different direction, and my mule he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing. So he's like going in a totally different direction, and so you know. I used to teach it that way. Mm-hmm. I used to teach flag under the rain. Well, and that was my problem. Yeah, and it was my <laughs> fault because you know it took me the longest time to figure out. Okay. We gotta switch this up, because when you take the flag under the rein, and you bring it around to move the front end, everybody goes in the blind spot, and then the mule comes right on top of them. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm like observing, like, why is everybody getting ran over? Like everybody's <laughs> getting ran over. Why is this? And I watched that flag, and then I realized about the drive lines. I'm like, you are just driving that mule right on top of you. So it must have been the first year that you changed it up at one of the clinics that I was at that you, you must have said 30 times, put the flag in the flagpole. (laughs) That really stuck. (laughs) That really, really stuck with me. And when we were talking about it in my trailer, she'd never heard you say it before. And like, and you kind of like stopped emphasizing it because now you had been teaching it that way. So, but Christy had never heard, put the flag in the flagpole. So each mm-hmm. clinic you come to, you really do like, you just say Pick something different. different or you yeah. hear something different or you're ready to hear something different. And it, it makes a difference in how you move. You hear what, what you, you are ready to learn. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you get to a particular point, then you hear different things. And even though mm-hmm. you're, you're teaching, you know, quote unquote the kind of same curriculum yeah you pick up different things every mm-hmm. time i mean how many times have we taken you know m1 or <laughs> foundation and well you a lot this year <laughs> but you you pick up different things every time and that in and of itself is is worth it oh yeah mm-hmm. um another another comment um another topic i want to bring up is is mules like jasper your your jasper mm-hmm. and then uh 
Hank. Hank. Sydney's yes. little Hank. They were like brothers from another mother. They were completely. And, um, they they were the same mule, different colors. <laughs> so there's a process that that we have to go through, and those two mules kind of really made changes over the three days. Significant. Um, you know, for lack of my vocabulary, they were a little brainless the first two days. Like tuned out, just, completely yeah, tuned out. There's a huge difference in attunement and tuned out, and they were tuned out. They were there. And they were not causing problems. No. Except for Hank, uh, you know, pinching Sydney's butt. And right. <laughs> right. This mule kept bopping her butt, like, over and over. There was one time you were like, he's going to do it. And you turned away, and he better <laughs> <laughs> She does not want to tell you. He just did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you, just, you just see that mule, and he just bump her in the butt. Just, right. <laughs> just bop her. And he was not small. And he did not no. have a small head. No, no and she's And she was little. little. Yeah. yeah, so... But, you know, and I got a hold of Hank there and did a little work and, um, you know, and you worked Jasper and did a great job. But it's interesting how you you go through this, they're kind of shut down, shut out a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're just like, just beings. They're just beings sitting there. And yes. we, we do the work and it gets them thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my favorite things to do is to get a mule thinking. Like, I love to see a mule process and, and figure stuff out. And so many people don't get experience this because they see, a lot of people see what I consider tuned out. They see it as obedient. Like the and mule quiet. is quiet, <clears throat> but the mule's safe, or the mule's yes. broke, or whatever. I'm like, he ain't broke, he's broken. Like he, like he, there's no thought there. I like the engagement of the animal. Um, and so we, we did some work. We did a lot of work. And kind of got yeah your shoulders are feeling like mine now huh yes yes we did a lot of work yeah after after that first the first foundation class i was like holy smokes what what mm -hmm. have i gotten myself into because he was just checked out you know yeah. and and he was just you know going along on his own course of action you know he was just like okay well, i'll just walk over here i'll walk over here i'll walk over here and i was getting drugged yeah um all over the place and um, and he's not small, and I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard for people to realize that, that that's an issue to fix because, you know, neither of those mules really caused, um, like, huge dramatic problems. No, it's not. It, he wasn't. It wasn't like there was a wreck. It wasn't <coughs> like there was a rodeo. It wasn't like a big dangerous deal. It was just, to somebody like me, annoying. Very. And I would, that's the word I was going to use. It, yeah. it was just annoying, especially knowing what it should be and mm -hmm. what it can be. Because I've done it, you know, with different, you know, different equines, um, you know, the the point from here to there seemed extra long this <laughs> this yeah. weekend. But but even getting, I was even today, I was doing some groundwork out here, and he's so much more engaged, and and he is a little bit overreactive to the flag today, but. What I mean, I think that's okay because at least he's paying attention versus not paying attention at all. And no matter what you did, he was just doing his own thing. So he may be overreacting now, but at least he's thinking about it. And then that will dial itself down once he, the more we do it, the less reactive he'll get, but retain what he's supposed to with the exercise. Oh, sure. Well, when, when you crack that egg open... It's going to make a mess until you get it like cooked up and scrambled again. You know, like right. it's, like it's, um, it goes through that. I've seen it a million times where we're tuned out 
okay, now we go do some work, and they kind of liven up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen a lot of mules kind of get a little spooky. Like, all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're woke up, and they're like, whoa, whoa. And they've, you kind of, and then that's kind of what I consider like the baseline to now start building back up from. Right. And, but something about this, you know, uh, these tuned out mules that I want to tell people, like on the podcast, is it's really hard to know what we're talking about right here until you've experienced what a mule that is tuned into you is like. Yes. If you've never experienced a mule that is truly, or horse, that is truly with you, it's hard to know what we're saying right now. You're like, well, my mule's just fine. Like, right. We just poke down the trail. And it, there's no problems. Like, I understand that. And if that's your base minimum, good for you. But I'm looking for something the next level. I like the relationship with the mule. I can say that with my horses that I've brought in the past that I'm I'm fine. And my horse at home, I'm fine with him being whatever he's going to be as long as he's basically safe for my husband to ride. But Ellie, my mule, has definitely shown me like times that she's really with me. And that it makes me want it more and more and more with her, mm -hmm. um, because it's just it is. If you've never felt it, you can't explain it on this podcast. But just having like little glimpses of it is like, oh, this is awesome, and I want to keep going with that. So I never desired to do anything really beyond just what my trail safe. horses are mm -hmm. safe at home. But Ellie, I'd like to see her go further with me. There's a big difference in companions or coworkers, mm -hmm. you know, and like like. The coworkers, you know, that's the tuned out horse. Like, uh, well, we'll just we'll go do this job together. But a companion, or you could say a, a friend or a spouse, you could use examples like that. that that's a different relationship, mm -hmm. you know, um, of, of engagement. And yeah, it's fun to have a conversation and have them listen. Yeah. And, yes. And also to and listen. And give something and bring yeah, something into yeah, the and conversation. You, you listen to what they have to say too. Right. Yeah. And, and I have part. that. I have that with Charlie. I have that with my horse. Mm -hmm. And so you, it makes you want it. You can you you can see the huge discrepancy between you know what I'm starting with this mule who is my husband's mule, mm -hmm. um, and what I have with Charlie. And you just want it. It makes you want to get there, um, which is something that you know it, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've I'm seeing glimpses of it today where it, it's like he's he's checked in. He doesn't really know what to do with it. And he actually started anticipating today, but he's involved. And he was not involved three days ago at all. <laughs> no. I like the word. He's involved. <laughs> yes. But he wasn't. It was, it was, yep. it was like you were just kind of flapping your arms. and. Yep. No, him and Hank didn't know where they were. <laughs> they were just happy. What happened to them? <laughs> like I was joking about, they're just kind of stoner dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just kind of... Stoners in high school. Um, so the only other topic that I want to kind of bring up for the debrief for Natural Bridge is um, Connie's little little meltdown with Waldo. Um, you know, uh, so so Connie, uh, and I'm going to talk about her because she didn't want to come be on the podcast. <laughs> but she's a great friend, and she's the one we've been talking about. She's yes. the one who got us here, great friend. But um, her mule was was worried about the whole perimeter basically mm -hmm. um so picture we're inside a it's an indoor arena both sides of the arena like one side there's box stalls other sides there's some stands and some people are watching in chairs and garbage cans and jump, you know jumps, jump jump things and... there, there's stuff around this indoor arena typical indoor arena right there's always stuff in there 
and her mule didn't want to be along either edge. And she she did two things that we had to fix up. Number one, she kept making him go to the perimeter. So why, let's talk about that first. So why is that bad? Or why is that something we shouldn't do? Because she's making the right thing hard. Yeah. Because so, we want him to go to the perimeter. And if she's going to make him get after him to go, that is going to be considered difficult, right? Right. The other thing she kept doing was she kept resting in the middle. In, Which is where his draw was. Yeah, his draw was back to the middle right. with me. He's like, I just want to be right there in the middle by Ty. He just st- <laughs> sits on his meal. Right. I want to be that meal. <laughs> right? And it was, you know, and her, and his pasture mate yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was on her other meal. So big draw between Kenya and the middle. Mm-hmm. And so that was tough. And, uh, you know, she got a little flustered there for a little bit. But basically what we had her do was when she's in the middle, she put a lot of pressure on Although we had, him, had her basically lope through the middle of the arena. Mm-hmm. And as she got near the perimeter, you know, either side, I just said, all right, leave him alone. And that dude got stopping pretty good. He did. That's like, a really good stop. Yeah, she would let the pressure off, and he'd slam he just, a stop in there. Yeah, like rodeo stops. He's, yes. he's an athletic son of a gun. Yeah, he is. He really is. Yeah. He's, he's got beautiful stop. Yeah, so I was like, there, okay, see, this is mm-hmm. well, this is how we set it up. But it's really hard, and you you both have probably been there. I've been there a million times mm-hmm. where you get tunnel vision. And you're like, you some buck. I'm going to make you get over there and... Now we just know that that's not how you do it. Right. If if they have a if they have somewhere they don't want to be, we need to make that place as good as we can. And the place that they're drawn to that we don't desire, we need to make that place the more difficult place. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and what people are really good at, they're they're really good at coming up with the let's make the wrong thing hard. Like most people can connive stuff up to make things hard. Right. But people have a real hard time of truly making the right thing easier. You know, how can I make the right thing easier? An example was how she was approaching it in the beginning. Because she's saying, if you stay here, you know, I'm, I'm just going to kick you while I'm here. You know, she's hustling, making him go. And she was being good about letting off. She was being good about letting off the, the pressure as he went forward. But it was too much pressure. It was still just considered too hard. The whole thing was yeah. too much pressure. Okay, well, let's just go put pressure on somewhere else. Right. And so this whole area becomes the draw. So, anyways, that was... It was neat to watch Waldo sorting it out, though. Mm-hmm. As I mean, Connie was sorting it out for herself, but Waldo was also sorting out, what is she wanting from me? Yeah. And she, he slowly, like, got closer and closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like watching his brain. His, he's, he's active. Yeah. He's like, what do you want, woman? Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. What's going on here? And uh, they worked it out. Do you guys have any other... Um, highlights that you'd like to share from um, from the clinic, either class, foundation, or mule and chip. Anything? I really enjoyed riding with Betsy. Yeah. Yes. And her working with her horse and the story of her horse. Yes. Is, is really cool. Um, but yeah, it was. She was just fun to watch work and yeah. watch ride. Betsy worked hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Betsy, um, she's been to a couple of my clinics. Um, she's a retired border patrol agent. Got some wicked wild stories yes. <laughs> uh that lady was in the wild west down there like it's still yeah. tough and rough down there and so she's got some wild stories she she gets this uh her, you know the blm uses mustangs so the blm will go adopt mustangs go go through the training program and they use mustangs on the border to patrol 
And so uh, when she retired, she was able to take this Mustang with her. Right. And who was her partner for four years. Yeah. 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 They worked together. They, they chased the bad dudes yep. together, you know, and uh, it's a pretty cool story. Long story short, she, she basically had to follow a protocol of training while she was down there and, and also her own education. She, she didn't know as much as she knows now. And so what her goal is is totally restart this horse and uh, one of the big problems she's had was was the, the horse had a lot of mouth damage yeah. I don't know how much of that you caught but a lot yeah. of tongue damage mouth mm -hmm. damage like like bad stuff like we're dealing with serious scar tissue yeah. serious injury to the mouth and to the jaw and to the to the roof of the mouth okay she wants to get some particular things going so what should she do all right well you know, you guys know we start in the snaffle bit mm -hmm. and then go to the hackamore. Well, that's not going to work for her. She okay. needs to let this mouth heal. So we have her in the hackamore, and she's been in the hackamore for a while. Stay in the hackamore for a long time. Let's let the mouth totally heal. I and think she's been in it for about six months or so. She, like I think she started the hackamore it, in the spring. She Is did. That... In the spring, right before she came to Tennessee, the clinic I did in Tennessee. And... Um, so basically the instruction was keep her keep him in the in the hackamore and then start to introduce the snaffle bit slowly and the two rain um you guys know what a two rain is but for a lot of people listening the traditional two rain is <laughs> yeah. a hackamore and a bridle bit right. uh, like a shank bit a stiff bit and what i had her do was a two rain with a snaffle right that was my instruction and you know, I wonder how many other trainers saw her, and she said, "Ty Evans told me to do this." And they're like, "What are who, you doing?" Who is this joker? <laughs> but the the horse had to learn how to pack this snaffle bit. Yeah. Well, important to know for the listeners to know is that he would rear up. He would like almost want to flip over He'd when flip she over. put a bit in his mouth because of his mouth damage. Yeah, it got so pretty bad. So it was a bad. big deal to just pack it. Yeah. So so the instruction was ride with your hackamore. So she was using just the hackamore only, and then as soon as his mouth was healed. Uh, start putting that snaffle bit on and then just let him pack the snaffle bit for a good chunk of time. And I think she has for two months or something, mm -hmm. something like that. Yep, she started packing it and the horse packed it so nice. Oh my gosh. And this is what I try yes. to get people to do like with their babies. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because some people will put a bit on and they say, I don't think he likes it. And I say, well, how long have you had that bit? In that, you know, how long have they been packing that bit? Oh, five or six minutes like no, no no that's not it Months. like we, we need that we need a long time like, it takes a long time to learn to pack that weight and and they're using their tongue in different ways than the tongue has been used to up to that point the tongue has just rolled food back right that's all it's done now you're trying to use that muscle that's just a giant muscle in there to hold up some metal and right. and and moving metal you know and so it's a big deal but yeah, she did a great job, and then she she went to the reins, and uh, she's a tough lady. Mm -hmm. You saw, right? Oh, and she, yeah. at the end, she's like, "Can I have a hug?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a hug. <laughs> you know, she just she was so excited yeah. that, that she actually used reins with the snaffle, and he did everything she asked. There was no there was no drama. There was mm -hmm. no, I mean, it was a lovely ride for her. Absolutely. Yeah. She yeah. did a great job. And she, she just felt, you know, she just, she felt like she had gotten somewhere. I didn't even know her before this clinic, but you could see her come alive in this clinic. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. see her. I didn't know her before that. Maybe she looked like that before. But it, it, she just became so thrilled with her horse and just so happy and, like, was just 
don't know. You could just see how thunder, sure how confident for everybody. she was. Yes. Yeah, the horse was thunder. That was his yeah. name. Yeah. And it, it, when people are so excited, like, you can see why I'm addicted to my job. Right. For sure. Like, it's fun to show up and see somebody work hard like that and be like, yeah. yes, we did it, yeah. you know. It's a big step. Thanks for bringing that up. Big step for her. That's a good, That's. A, I'm glad you brought that one up, Christine. I almost, I almost glanced over that one. <laughs> um, any others that you want to mention? Not for me, to be honest. I was, I was so focused. <laughs> you, were, you were occupied. <laughs> I mean, I, well, that's the great thing about both of you is you both get immersed in your own yeah. deal, and you know, you, you both see what else is going on. But you guys are workers, so. I mean, it's a great clinic. There's so many people that, like you say, in almost every podcast, there's so many people you talk about. Yeah, but, we yeah. can't stay for five right. hours and talk about everybody. Right, but that, I think that Betsy was my my biggest. It was so fun to watch her. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And we had a, there were a lot of double dippers for this clinic too. So it was mm-hmm. it was yeah. nice to see what carried from the foundation class into the mulemanship one class. And I don't, I mean, I, I know you have some of that every week, but it was a, I mean, there was a good amount, probably half of the clinic. Would and a hundred percent survival rate. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's a big Absolutely. Deal. Everybody showed up every day, all three days, right? Yes. It was, it yeah. was just. And stayed to the end of the clinic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everybody stayed. No quitters. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good because that does not happen uh, very often. Uh, as Christine has found out lately, yes. it does not happen very often. It amazes me that people so, pay and don't stay. Yeah, but. there's stuff that comes up, you know, yeah. things happen, but, but yes, yes, if they can stay, they should, and uh, yeah, that's great. Well, I think that's pretty good for for uh, Natural Bridge, and I appreciate you guys being there. Thank I got you a couple, for yeah, I got a couple just general questions that I thought would be would be fun to ask you guys um, since you've been to so many. Um, so what for Christ, this is for Christina lately um, but Christy you can chime in because you've been to a lot too but are all clinics the same absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> they are so far from the same like the curriculum is in your head probably supposed to be about similar yep um, but of course we're human so you say different things at different times and because of either the questions that are being asked or the problems that are coming up um, but then the people and the participants and the mules on top of that um, like Ohio is just a lot of people with brand new to them mules and a lot of new people too yeah, brand new to, to me yeah so brand new to the whole mulemanship methods that you're teaching and new to their mules on top of it and we didn't get very far um, but that was okay because everybody got something and got somewhere and, and worked as hard as they could with what they had. And, and the people who were progressing further, you talked individually to them and made sure that they could get to where they needed to be. And then it, w- it was almost like I went in a little progression here in the last three or four weeks because <laughs> then we went to New York and then New York progressed just a little bit further. Um, people who had been with you a couple more times than the Ohio people and mules that were doing just a little bit better. And um, even though there was still some parties going on, Whalen having his little party out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. uh, um, and then, you know, then to come to Natural Bridge, which in each one of them, they all basically have the same format and the same thing going on. But I personally got something different out of every single, and I did, to be clear, I did four clinics or three clinics in a row that were, I did mulemanship or foundation and mulemanship one at each and every clinic. And I got something different and I came away with something in every single one of those. 
but not one of them was even close to the same <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Well, first of all, thanks for paying my house payment. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> my husband doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, good thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. No, but you, the other thing, too, in... You know, I, I've talked about this on the show before, so th- this is repeat, I'm sure. But, I mean, I can't help but get better every every week, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm not getting better with that many mules in front of me and that many horses in front of me every week, what am I doing? You know, I ain't paying attention if I'm not getting better. I think the big thing, too, for... To, for people listening is like returning every year you may think oh i did the foundation and mulemanship one last year so mm-hmm. what's going to be different this year you change it every single year and then some of us who have been there a long time be like you didn't do that last time <laughs> right mm-hmm. yep. yeah you know you okay we, you changed the order <laughs> right we'll be we'll be watching the maybe the class that we're not in was like yeah did we learn that? Yeah. We didn't Why learn did you that. do that time? Right. <laughs> yep. And I have asked even this year, I don't remember what it was. I'm like, why did you change that? What is what is the specific reason that you changed that order? Why are you teaching that differently? And I'm just like, you learning how to change your flag differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a better way. So you are constantly changing your ways and learning yourself, which is then passed on every year. So it keeps us coming back. I always look at what did people have the hardest time with? Mm-hmm. So which exercise? Okay, we got hung up on that for a long time. Why? How can I say it better? Um, what What am I missing on explanation? Or what am I missing on doing? Because um, I'll look at like, okay, I can do it. What am I not showing? Or is there a better way to show it? And figure, if somebody just comes to, to you know, just to one clinic a year later, and then a year later again, and a year later again, well, every year I, I run about, six to seven hundred head of animals to the classes so two years later you're looking at 1400 head of animals oh my gosh and you know three years later we're we're adding them up i mean this is huge so but you also do a lot of um it's not even just the exposure to all of the animals that come through your clinics you do a lot of research on the outside of that you you read so much you listen to different podcasts you know different you're taking webinars, you're doing all of these things so that you can... Wait, how do you know all this? I don't know. I, uh, oh, yeah. Be... My wife complaining. That, uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> Sky's, Sky's over there following you like, look, he's reading another book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when he's supposed to be hanging out with me. <laughs> but you're you're doing so much so that you can understand more. You're, you're understanding your... your doing these things to understand the science, to understand how their brains work, how, you know, how their body functions, how is their body different from ours, how we look at the world, how they look at the world. So you're taking, you know, the research, the science, and then using your real world, world experience to create a plan for, to create mulemanship. Yeah. And that, you know, it's not just, that you said, okay, well, I learned this, you know, eight years ago, and I'm teaching the same thing every time. You're teaching different things at different times because you have learned them differently, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's huge because there's a lot of, you know, instructors, clinicians, etc., who don't take the time, who don't have the passion, who don't, who are not seeking out new information to give to their people. Yeah, and that's that's big. Yeah, we try. I want you guys to have the best experience you can, and I love to learn. And uh, and it shows. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. to learn. I want to be better. If 
I'm not better this this week than I was last, I didn't do my job. So. Well, and it's nice for you to have returned people coming back because you know that we want to be better. So that helps keep you engaged oh, and wanting sure. to do more. Yeah. I would think you would burn out if you're just constantly reteaching the same exact yeah, thing year so. after year after year without learning more yourself and without people returning. It's just like the same problem every week. Mm -hmm. For sure. What you're doing. Yeah. Christina's come back. I gotta like show her something new. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta do something new for this She's woman. here again. She's here again. <laughs> <laughs> You, you guys have already give uh, plenty of advice, but there's just a, a couple things that I wanted to bring up if you have anything else to add. So what advice would you give to somebody coming to a clinic um, for the first time? How to prep? What should they do to prep for the clinic? And somebody that's maybe a little scared or nervous um, of, of a clinic setting, you know, because I, I get, I do get emails like that. Mm -hmm. I would love to come to a clinic, but there's no way I could be out there. Um, and they, but they don't really even know how I teach because they've never been to a clinic, so they don't know how they're going to feel. What would you guys say to them for advice on how to prep them for first time? I would say to – I have a friend right now. I've told you about her, Angela, that she loves your podcast, but she's never seen you. She's never come here. She's, she's never done any of this. She has her first mule. And um, I told her just start watching, start watching the videos, start listening to the podcast. And she has worked her way through 168 nine <laughs> episodes, whatever she's gotten through in the last yeah. couple months. And she subscribed to your video library. She started, um, she'd ask me a question and I'm like, just go to this video and she'd mm -hmm. find the videos and she can speak your language. She's never met you. And uh, she talks about soak time and, mm -hmm. and I, I have to stop and think, you never, you've never even gone there. And, and it, I have to remember, like, she's got it, though. Yeah. She's really engaged herself in learning what she needs to learn to try and help her mule. So if she does get the opportunity to come to a clinic, uh, she's going to be ready. Like, she's mm -hmm. going to have all the, as many tools as she can possibly have without your hands-on experience in her little toolbox <laughs> yeah. to come to class. And so that's the biggest way. Like, you can do it. I've watched her do it in just in my, she works in my office and I've watched her get ready to work with her mule as best she can without having the hands-on in-person experience and then when you get the courage to come I mean it can take some courage because you don't mm -hmm. know how your mule is going to act oh, sure. you don't know what's going to happen and but that's where I say like just go because it's so welcoming the people are so welcoming every host is so welcoming and I've, I've gotten to be with a whole bunch of different hosts and everyone's different but they're all so welcoming that doesn't change from place to place that you go it's it's all a close knit group of people at the end of the clinic that just makes you feel good about where you're being and it gives you a path of where to go and i think that i've heard from multiple people that say well you know, I don't, I don't want to go to a clinic because my mule is, is so bad or my horse is doing this or, or doing that. And it's like, but that's why you need to yeah. go. And so they're worried that they're, they are going to look bad because they're having problems or maybe that they haven't, they don't feel that they have taken enough time or, or, you know, they don't know what to do and they don't want to be embarrassed or, or, or they're afraid. And, that is the time for those things to happen. I mean, you want those problems to come out in the clinic so that you can help them. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, if you're, if you're worried that, um, about whatever your, you know, your big item is, 
you want it to happen at the clinic. You yeah. absolutely want to happen at the <laughs> clinic because that's where you're going to get the help to fix it. And that's going to give you the confidence to move forward. I'm going to say this, but I also did this. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm calling myself out. But just seeing the multiple clinics over the last couple of weeks is there's so many people who have come with, and yes, how long have you had this meal? Well, I just got him two weeks ago. Uh, how long have you had this meal? Two months, four months. But they waited for the clinic to come and try to do anything with them. And it would have been really awesome for those people to try and do a few things at home to see what they needed to work on or how they were going to react or just so they had more questions instead of, this is the first time I saddled up and rode, or this is the first time I've asked him to lead or move or trailer, yeah. any of those things, because it also hinders the rest of the class of being able to move forward if you don't have any idea of what your mule is going to do. Mm -hmm. So I say that in the same breath of, well, that's how I bought my mule. I right was handed handed her to me the night before the clinic started and go, yeah. go to work with her so I didn't know any I didn't do anything with her prior to and that's how I came the very first time so there's always going to be those people but if you have the opportunity like just check out some videos just check out a few things and look and do something with your animal before mm -hmm. you just walk into the clinic the very first day that's great advice and there's a lot of stuff out there we got this podcast that they're mm -hmm. listening to right now yeah. hopefully and then you know, uh, YouTube and social media and articles and all kinds of stuff out there. So try to do a lot to help people. Any uh, any last thoughts from either of you about anything? I love the most recent, I think I heard it off of a podcast, is advice from Swayze. Because probably one of my <laughs> one of my biggest things is getting out of my own head yeah. um, from either different critters I've ridden or different fears of my own or different accidents of my own, um, and we all have that. And that we and the older we get, the less we bounce and the more we break, mm. and uh, or the more it hurts if you didn't break. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just uh, Swayze saying, "I'm not brave." I just don't care. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm really actually trying to embrace that more and more. I'm like, I don't have to be brave. It's not about being brave. It's about having all the right tools and then just not caring mm -hmm. about what's going to happen because I've got the right tools. You did and, You did what you could. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. Exactly. So that is probably my biggest takeaway from everything and advice. Just <laughs> Great. That's good. Don't care. That's good. <laughs> um. I think my biggest advice if you're coming to a clinic for the first time is to ask your questions. Ask, ask, ask your questions. No question is too stupid. You know, somebody's probably got the same question as you do. Um, the more questions that are asked in the clinic, the better the clinic is going to be. For sure. Uh, so that makes, you know, and you're coming to a clinic because you have questions. And I mean, that's the reason that you're there is because you d either you don't know how to do something or you want to learn how to do something better or um, or you're scared about something. You've got you've got some fear, you know, have the choose to be vulnerable and lay it out on the line because that's where you're going to get the help so that you can proceed. Um, and the, the those are the best clinics where you've got someone who is new to all of this and are asking the questions because someone always comes up with something that maybe you thought about at one time and you're like, oh yeah, I would really like to hear what, what his take is on this. Um, or you've been in the same situation as, as someone else has been, or, or maybe it's something that you're like, you had forgotten. And it's, it's good to bring it back up so that you do put it in the forefront of your mind. 
Uh, and that's what makes the best clinics is, is the questions from the participants. Yeah, the, a question can take a clinic mm -hmm. in all kinds of directions, all kinds of branches. On the same tree, but you could have lots more branches. Right. And um, you experienced that like in, in New York. That's like one of the least questions. Yeah. So it, it was pretty quiet. When, when it, it comes to question time, my brain just goes like, Whoa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All the questions I had as I was going through things, well, they're just gone. Yeah. And um, so... But at the same token, I have learned every light bulb moment that you're asking me about has been when somebody asked a question, even if it's a question I've already heard and I've already heard answers to. It's just that's when, oh, so it was just said a different way. You answered it a different way than you answered it the other time. Different words, same meaning. But. And if you're asking questions as you're going along, I think that's that's really helpful versus trying to save them up for the end. Mm -hmm. sure. um, and because you may not remember exactly what you wanted to ask. Um but also after you have been to, you know, say the first day of the clinic, you go home, you think of, or you, you know, where, wherever you are, if you're on site, wherever you're thinking about things the next morning, ask the questions because chances are someone else has been thinking about the same thing. Absolutely. Um, the and, quality of, of your questions is going to directly influence the quality of their experience. And it makes, it makes a huge difference for, I mean, from my own experience, the more questions that I ask, I get more out of the clinic. Mm -hmm. uh, and and that's, that's why we're there. You always have good questions, though. Yeah, you do have good <laughs> questions. Good questions. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah. It's Thank been fun. you so much for yeah. having us. You guys are good talkers. Thanks. I just, I just <laughs> let you go. But thanks for doing this so much. You guys are great friends. I mean, it's just been a blessing to know both of you. And, and uh, I love when I see you, your names on the list come to a clinic. I'm like, this is going to be good. This well, is going to be good. We are grateful for you. Yes, absolutely. So, so you've made a huge difference in, in my life uh, and obviously all of my equine's life. Uh, but how, how you approach your life has helped me approach mine differently. And for that, I'm grateful. So one last thing before we close out. You two are... In my master class next year. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Really fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so for, for folks that don't know, we're working for 40 weeks straight, wow. and we're gonna do the whole Snafflebit checklist. So if things are going good, like by the end of that, the goal is like, okay, am I ready for the Hackamore? That's kind of what we're looking at. Hopefully, I will be in the two ring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or whatever. Or whatever, straight up in the bridal. Yeah. Whatever stage you're on, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be pretty dang fun. So I'm looking forward to doing that with both of you guys. Yes. Next year is going to be awesome. Yes. We're looking forward to it. Road, we are road trip worthy. Yep. Yeah, we're going all the way. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> they are coming out. These two are coming out for rock crawling. We are, And yeah. then they're staying the whole next week for our master class yeah. gathering. Yeah. Somebody asked about that today because I posted it on um, so in the group that, uh, that Ty Evans Mulemanship Master Class group <laughs> it's way too long with name i should have changed it no uh it's oh what is that so it's it's five days and we're gonna work in the arena at my house we're gonna go out on the trail um that time of year cows are coming off the mountain we might work cattle might get cows at my place to just play with chase a rope and dummy have good food camp sit around the fire all it's just gonna be awesome 
I'm super excited. We so. we kind of both signed up for the masterclass portion of it just because, not just because, but because we really wanted to do it. But we also have really busy lives. So a lot of people are saying, like, I can't sign up because I don't have time to do that. We are both self-employed. We both have extremely busy lives and yeah. a lot of other things going on. And we're actually using this as an accountability to do what we need to do with our animals and I think we even and what go, we want to right do. and I think we even go to clinics halfway through the year so that we can mm-hmm. continue to stay accountable to our animals and yep. what we want to do and probably partly why we go to so many clinics on top of loving it but the master class will keep us working because we have we are accountable to you yeah <laughs> on every every week we, we get a little check-in you know mm-hmm. at least a message or a call every week and then every month we'll have our own little private you know, one-on-one mm-hmm. private virtual clinic. And, um, and you don't want to show up not having done your work. I know. What you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, this can be good. And our, and our um, beasties will be fit for rock, qual- yes. rock oh, crawling. Yeah. Right. So That's going to be awesome. Yeah. You're going to love it. I'm excited. You see out the window here? It's just nothing like this at all. <laughs> You've is, been. I have. You've been, yeah. so you know the I'm deal. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, all of you listening out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Let let me know what you think of these nice ladies. Leave us a nice. Uh, you guys give me some good reviews. Christy squared. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. Leave us a review if you have time, especially on Apple Podcasts. And uh, as always, you can find out more information at tsmules.com. But God bless you, and we'll see you down the road. Hey, I want to thank our amazing sponsors at Mules and More magazine. Mules and More has been around a long time. It's a great magazine. And uh, shoot, I've been reading this magazine since I was just a little kid. I remember my dad subscribed to this when I was little. And I'd read it every month and loved it. And now uh, our good friend Corey Daniels has taken over as editor of this magazine the last few years. And she has done an amazing job. Um, also, did you know that Meals More comes in a digital format? You can download it on your phone, read it wherever you're at. So, hey, be sure to check them out, mealsmore.com. And, uh, you know, hey, tell them Ty sent you. I'd be very grateful. Mealsmore.com.